0: Good morning everyone, welcome to yet another episode of the Learning to Fly podcast. Today we are doing something we've never done before, we're talking to a bookstagrammer, a local bookstagrammer to me in fact, and I am so excited to introduce Brenna to each and every one of you. How are you today my darling?
1: I'm doing great, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Awesome.
0: So this is a question I like to ask all my guests. How would you introduce yourself to a stranger or how would you introduce yourself to my listeners?
1: Well, my name is Brenna. I'm 17 and I'm from Vegas. I run a bookstagram page on Instagram at Books, and it's become one of my greatest passions in this past couple of years
0: i love the way you said that i think that is a perfect summary of your page and of what i know of you so far um and just a little context for anyone listening i met brenna through the vegas rimos which is part of nano ramo um and then loved fell in love with her instagram page and that is why we are here um so she does a little bit of writing she does a little bit of reviewing and a lot a lot, a lot, a lot of stunning book photos and scene setting and things like that. So that is part of why we're here. Um, uh, so how did you get into this? Like, I know that it's becoming a trend, but how did, how did you find your way here?
1: Um, well in December of 20, no of 2019, sorry. Um, I had really been getting more into books than I had ever before, and I decided to make an Instagram page to see if anyone else shared that same love, and apparently there's a whole community that does, so I quickly started to get more into it, and now we're here. Okay,
0: and since we're coming off the heels of July's Camp NaNoWriMo, how did you get into Novel Writing Month?
1: Well, I've always been a writer ever since I can remember. I've always loved stories and making my own characters and settings and stuff. But it wasn't until last year, 2020, when I actually decided to get into NaNoWriMo and set a real goal for myself and try to finish a book. Okay. Now I've finished that one and I'm currently editing and rewriting and working on the sequel. Okay,
0: fantastic. Um, So... I know that typically, not with all your posts, but typically you'll do like a question, you'll do a little bit of information, and then you'll go into more depth. Um, How did you decide to go with that format?
1: Well, back when I first started, I didn't usually have a question of the day. I would just kind of rant and that would be it. Okay. Then I started When I started noticing more bigger accounts were doing a question of the day type situation, I was like, ooh, that could totally boost up engagement a little bit, kind of get to know my audience a little bit. So I decided that that would definitely be the way to go with my account.
0: And it's great for like connections and knowing what to promote next and things like that, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: What is the most fun question you've ever asked or the one that got the most answers?
1: Ooh. Either do you like dancing or like talking about your favorite music, or favorite color, that kind of stuff. Cause okay. It's not strictly bookish, but it still has something to do with that book. Okay,
0: okay. Um, I know that recently you're on like a fantasy kind of kick. Is that oh, always where your page is or does it just depend?
1: Uh, what was that?
0: Is that always the direction of your page or does it just depend?
1: Uh, it kind of depends. I read a lot of different genres from fantasies to contemporaries to sci-fi. So it kind of depends what mood I'm in that day of posting and reading, all that kind of stuff. My page varies a lot. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so I shouldn't ask this, but if you're going to grace us with a behind the scenes question, I want to know <laughs> how much content do you prep at once or is it always like the day of in the
1: moment? Uh, It kind of depends. Sometimes I can have the energy to take 10 pictures and have that set up for the next couple weeks. But other days it is just I wake up and I'm like, oh, I post today and I take a quick picture and post it.
0: Okay, okay. Um, Let's pause here to talk about today's sponsor and advertisements and we'll be right back with more of the conversation. searching the internet, we're here to talk about Mind Noise Two, the new book from Ash Raymond James. It is like a takeoff in space, all about his life. It is going to inspire you. And it's going to make your heart and your mind like fall in love again. It's going to redefine gravity. It's Mind Noise Two. Get up and start dancing. It's time. It's Mind Noise Two. Hey everyone! If you haven't heard the episodes yet where we talk about Grief Circle, Miranda Shay's baby, this wonderful, amazing, creative endeavor um, to handle grief, then I highly recommend you check out any episode with the name Grief Circle in the title. I also highly recommend you check out Miranda's website at m-i-r-a-n-d-a-s-h-e-h dot com. And find out more about Grave Circle directly from her. Also, I hope to see you at the next one. They happen infrequently frequently. Um, you'll understand what I mean when you check that out. Alrighty, have a great day, everyone. Let's get back to the episode. Alrighty, so as we come back to the conversation, I know that you do a lot of um, your questions based on like book covers, the colors or the, the imagery or things like that. Is it true? Uh, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover?
1: I think it's true to an extent. Okay. I think the cover and the just very basic synopsis can give a lot about the book. But also, you know, some of the most, my most loved books, I didn't exactly love the synopsis or love the cover. So it, it really depends on some things.
0: Okay. Okay. I like that answer speaking metaphorically, what is the most misjudged cover you can think of?
1: Oh, that's a hard one.
0: (laughs) That's the point. We start conversations and we make each other think.
1: (laughs) I want to say, and maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but also maybe not. But the original Shadow and Bone covers by Leigh Bardugo, okay. I feel like they're kind of bland and not that interesting, but the story inside is so in-depth and you're in this whole other universe and it's so amazing, in my opinion. I feel like that could kind of get looked over.
0: Okay. Okay. I know there's a little bit of an age difference between us, so I have a question about evolution of books if that makes sense. Okay. Are you of the mindset that things like Twilight and Hunger Games and things from that era, are they as good as the things you're reading now or do you think there's room to improve?
1: Again, a little bit of both. I think I think definitely there's always ways to improve with books and writing and what you as a person finds good at that moment. Fair enough. But also, they're like YA classics, basically. I can't knock The Hunger Games and Divergent. Okay. Clearly, because they were the books that like got me into reading. You know. Okay. Okay. I love them. <laughs> um, also,
0: I know there's not a huge age gap between us, but I know that those were the things that were big all through elementary, middle, and high school for me. So that's why I wanted to ask. Um, I am a huge Harry Potter fan for many reasons, not just the timing. How about you?
1: I've never actually read them, which I feel like is a very- I'm sorry,
0: you run an entire (laughs) book-based Instagram and pride yourself on knowing these supposed classics, but you've never read Harry Potter?
1: and i've never read twilight either i don't care about
0: that one it it, it hit or miss but what
1: (laughs) i've never been interested in the wizards and witches but you're all about fantasy fantasy. i like fairies and elves completely (sighs) different
0: oh my dear
1: i know that's why i said it was unpopular
0: (laughs) my heart is breaking my heart is breaking (laughs) I like fairies and elves, too. I mean, Dear Bouquet is all about fairies, ghosts, and and mythical randomness in the flowers. But, like, Harry Potter, man. Um, (laughs) Oh, my heart is aching. I don't even know what to ask next. Hmm. Uh, What is the best book-to-movie adaptation you've come across?
1: Oh... Um, uh, let's see. That's also a very hard question. Because I feel like most of the ones I watch are horrible. Okay. It's not a movie, but it's a TV show. I'm going to have to say Shadow of Bone. Just. Okay. It's so good.
0: <laughs> what is the worst book to movie adaptation you've come across?
1: All the Bright Places by Jennifer Niven. I love Interesting. The book so so much it has broken my heart and i've read it i think two years ago at this point and i still think about it and i'm like wow that was a good book i hate the movie with a passion okay
0: um i know that i saw some stuff on your page recently about john green is that an author that you appreciate or is it just because it's also a trend
1: I feel like I read The Fault in Our Stars because it was a trend and everyone was saying how amazing it is. You need to read it. It's like classic YA, basically. And I did really love The Fault in Our Stars, and I still do. His other books, so far, haven't been that big of a fan. But I do really like The Fault in Our Stars.
0: Okay. I think, and maybe this is just me, but I think that John Green is a lot like Mark Twain. I hate everything that they write, but their actual quotes, their actual lifestyles, their actual, like, legacy is something that I completely believe in. And I I wonder if anyone else sees it that way. Um, But that's my stand on it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you know of the banned books list, and whether you believe in it or not is a conversation for another day. But what book do you advocate the most for being removed from the list?
1: Ooh, I'm gonna need a reminder of that list. It's been a while. Um, since I've read
0: it. some of the ones that come to mind are *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Um, Fahrenheit fifty-one. Did I get 851? that?
1: Fifty-one.
0: No, Fahrenheit. The Ray Bradbury one.
1: Yeah, I can't remember what it's
0: called. <laughs> um. But both of those, most books by Mark Twain, most books by Dylan, Dylan, yeah, Thomas, poet and writer, Um, Pride and Prejudice is on there, Sense and Sensibility is on there, most Edgar Allan Poe is on there, basically a lot of classics. And the funny thing is, it's not for the reasons you'd think
1: jeez that's a whole other Uh, hence
0: why it's a conversation for another day
1: right um i think the hunger games is on there and i think i'm going to say that because i don't usually read classics so all the ones that you just listed i actually haven't read but
0: my dear my dear
1: (laughs) this entire segment is you being disappointed
0: in me. I mean, I'm also very interested. Right. But my heart is breaking, and I'm sure you can hear it on the audio.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and now I feel bad.
0: No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but you said Hunger Games. Um, why are you saying that? Yeah. Uh,
1: I love it. I think everyone should read it just because of Nostalgia Factor and how good it is for its time. I haven't reread it recently, but I'm pretty sure it still stands up. Okay. Still, like,
0: I would agree well. with that. So, yeah,
1: I'll say that.
0: Okay. What is the number one book you would recommend to every living soul to read at some point in their lifetime? Oh, my
1: goodness. There are so many good
0: ones. No, 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 no. You got to pick one. And believe me, this will tell me a lot about you.
1: Oh. <laughs> Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo.
0: Interesting. Interesting choice. Alrighty, now it is time for random question time. And my viewers know Yay. what's coming, but you do not. So.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. If you could only see the world in one monochromatic color scheme, what would it be?
1: This is gonna sound so boring, but I'll probably just choose black and white. Okay, okay.
0: If you had to pick one old timey invention, be it the Polaroid camera, the typewriter, the original telephone, the original light bulb, something of that nature to have on you and to be your main source of doing whatever it is that source does, what would it be?
1: Definitely the Polaroid camera. Okay. I love Polaroid pictures, so. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Thank you so very much, Brenna, for joining me on today's episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. If people wanted to find more of what you're doing and wanted to either agree or disagree with some of your book choices, where would be the best place to do so?
1: Definitely Instagram. My DMs are always open. Like I said, my username is Rose Colored Books. You'll probably be able to find me fairly easily. Um, I also have a Tumblr. I believe the username is also Rose Colored Books, but it's in my bio. And Twitter too, Brenna's Books. Alrighty. Great sources.
0: Thank you so much for joining me, my dear. I appreciate your time, your energy, and your conversation, despite my breaking heart. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into today's episode of the Learning to Fly podcast. I swear I had no idea where this conversation was going to go, but I hope you enjoyed. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll see you again tomorrow for another episode. Bye, everyone.